Welcome everybody. I have an exciting guest on the show for you today. Her name is Brody O'Connor. She is an entrepreneur who uh, runs Dory's and Blondie. And I'm so excited to have her here today. We actually met uh, last year, so it's been a little bit over a year now. And we met online, we kind of chatted through Instagram, and then we actually met in person in real life um, at the GEM conference, and then again at the Atelier in Toronto. And I just kind of fell in love with her personality and her story and her, you know, passion for what she does. So I really wanted to have her on here today. We were also part of a little mastermind group as well. So I got to hear her story and I knew that I had to share it with everyone. Path to Business, the podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Barrett, self-made, six-figure business owner, photographer, mother of three who's not afraid of hard work. True connection is a superpower that we can all achieve, and sharing your story the way you want to is extremely powerful. I want to celebrate each journey in business as no story is quite the same. Knowing how we got started is so important for growth, especially when we are working so hard within our business. We understand and appreciate the sacrifices and decisions that have led us to where we are today. You've already crushed so many goals and by sharing how you did it, both you and others can continue to achieve all your biggest dreams. Empowering ourselves and others will give you the permission you are seeking that you never needed in the first place to get all you strive for and more. This is your path to business. So welcome, we're really excited to have you. Oh, thank you for having me. This is so much fun. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so Brody, do you want to tell us a little bit more? I know that um, you've been in business for almost 15 years now, but, you know, talk to me a little bit about <laughs> what it was like 15 years ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's saying 15 years makes it seem like, oh my gosh, I really am. Like I'm old. I'm a grown up. <laughs> so yeah, I like, I mean, it started so, so, so long ago for me in uh, small business. And like, I grew up in a small business. There was one in my house. Uh, my parents had a, my dad was a wood carver. And so we just grew up with the entire basement of our house was a classroom where he taught, uh, all kinds of different, like, you know, wood carving and different art classes and stuff like that. And so I was around it from, uh, I guess the age of four. And then eventually they bought a building in Merrickville and I worked for them uh, with the plan of eventually taking over their business. And uh, it had expanded at that point into, they had restored a heritage building and it was one floor of it was my dad's wood carving. And then the other floor was a really beautiful sort of nature related gift shop. And yeah, so it, I mean, it was just, I feel like it was just in my blood. And actually a really funny story. I should, it's always worth mentioning. It's so yeah. strange because, you know, in um, grade, I guess, grade eight, you have your yearbook and they, they sort of have like a little prediction of what you're going to be when you grow up. Yeah. Mine was, and it's so funny to look back, mine was small business owner. And so it was Aww. written in the stars for me for sure. So then, yeah, like they, I worked for my parents and then while I was working for them, I actually had the opportunity to open up my own store. Um, a little tiny like sliver of a space had come up for rent in Merrickville. And so within about three months, and I wasn't even, it wasn't even on my radar, but I was like, let's just, let's do this. And there was a comfort that came with having, you know, growing up in small business. And so I was just like, yeah, sure. And then from there, it just it took off and it, yeah, it's been a really fun, a fun trip. 
Wow, amazing. I mean, I know starting a business probably 15 years ago looks very different than starting a business today. (laughs) Um, But could you talk to me a little bit about, like, I know you were working, were you working, I guess, in your parents' shop and gift shop and things like that beforehand? Like, what were you doing kind of before? Yeah. um, Um, Yeah. Or anything? I did. So I did. I went to school. um, I went to uh, university for a couple of years, but it was never what, it was never for me. Um, I just found it was really corporate and it was beyond my interests. Like I had no interest in economics and stuff like that. It, it's just, it wasn't me. And so I actually ended up taking, um, a small business management course at Algonquin, which I really loved. I feel like college was just a better fit. And yeah, so I, I graduated from that and, and then I, uh, yeah, I was working part-time waitressing at night. Uh, so I would work at my parents' store or I would work at my store when that finally opened. And then I would go to work in Merrickville waitress until like 10 or 11 at night and then do the, you know, when you're 26, you're kind of like, woo. <laughs> so all this energy. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of, and the same year that I opened the store, I actually, um, my, my fiance at the time and I had built our house. We designed our house and built our house. And then we also got married. And so it was a really busy year, but it was just all the best things. It was so much fun. Oh my goodness. Wow. That sounds amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like most entrepreneurs are like that though. It's kind of like an all or nothing. It's like when every, you know, plate is in the air, it's like, why can't I just add one more? You know, (laughs) (laughs) it's the same thing. Like we like bought a new house, we got married, um, and we're planning to have like another baby. And like, I went full time in my business all in the same year. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's awesome. Within like six months of each other. So yeah. I, and, and none of those were almost really planned in advance. Like, like we yeah. moved into the house obviously, but that was also like, a, you know, Oh, let's just yeah. this, find this dream house and move yeah. in. And so I totally hear you when it's yeah. just like throw every plate in the air and just, just See, keep them up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. so. I totally agree. I feel like entrepreneurs just we kind of thrive in, in like, you know, uh, diversity and like all kinds of, you know, like we just, the more, the better I find when things are like quieter. Um, yeah, you kind of, it's a little bit tougher. So yeah. (laughs) You mean like you start a podcast or (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. Um, We're resourceful so we can fill the space. So yeah, we do. We totally do. <laughs> um, so was there a spark? Like, was there something that kind of like you bought this store? What was, I know it was just kind of like, yeah, let's do it. But was there always like, there was there kind of something where you're like, you know what, this is what I want to do. Or was it just kind of literally? It, it was fallen? literally, yeah, it was, there was never any other. And I'm so lucky because I know it's so hard to decide what to do, especially now. Like there's so many different fields people can go into, but it really was, there was never any question in my mind that this is what I was going to do. And so it, it, and I think it, maybe the spark was that I, you know, like I saw my parents running it and it, like it had an appeal to me and it, it allowed you a certain lifestyle that was, um, was flexible and it was completely in your control. And so probably that spark was just the exposure to it my whole life. And so, um, yeah, so I would say that's probably what it was. Does your, is your parents store still open now? Like, is it still running as well? No, they retired. Um, yeah, quite, quite a few years ago they retired. So, okay. So were they upset that you didn't take over their woodworking and things like that Mm -hmm. or? 
You know, no, they, I feel like they were so happy. Um, and it, it's weird because with a family business comes a certain amount of pressure and whether that's something that you put on yourself or, or something that's put on you, um, it, it is, and it's an interesting dynamic. It's hard on relationships, but it's also, you know, it's also really, really good because you are close with people, but yeah, it, they were really happy for me and it happened sort of slowly. Like I had opened, <clears throat> so I had opened the little tiny shop in Merrickville and I was still working for my parents. Um, and then I decided to expand the little shop in Merrickville. And so we, we moved like took over the second unit and had them kind of connected together. Oh, cool. And so it just, Dory's kind of grew and I was still sort of working with my parents and working for them. And then by the time I decided to open my second location in Almont, um, we kind of knew that it was time you know, for me to leave their business. And so it was, they were very, very happy and extremely proud. And so, yeah, it's, it all worked out really well. It's kind of crazy how that process happened though, right? Like if you think about like, you know, you got your own like little shop and then, you know, slowly we're like, okay, like let's open another shop. And then it's like, you know, they're like, okay, it's time for us to like pass on yeah. The baton almost, yeah. right? Um, yeah. But I, I don't know, was that planned or was that just, it just kind of evolved naturally? It really, it really did just evolve and it, and it couldn't have really been any nicer. I mean, it all sounds, and, and this isn't how it goes all the time, that's for sure. It, it sounds pretty magical how it all happened and, and, it, and it kind of was really um, yeah, it was just very organic and it, and it just kind of happened, which is, isn't always the case. <laughs> well, I think like, you know, and as much like during our current climate, you know, with the, with the pandemic and things like that, where it's kind of forcing people to reflect and take a step back and do things differently, you know, and to, um, almost establish themselves differently. It's like, you know, as much as this is like a very negative time, um, there are some positive things that, that I think are coming out of it. People are, becoming a little more resilient they're looking at other ways of doing business they're trying to sort of diversify you know like so I think that you know people who um who know that like like basically the more work the harder you work and like you know the way you figure it out and how you problem solve I think that's just literally the the description of an entrepreneur right it's just figuring it out right yeah for sure Yeah. yeah Um, so talk to me a little bit about your details. So you got your first location and then you opened a second one. Mm-hmm. Um, chat a little bit about the steps that it took <laughs> to grow that. Like, how do you, how do you even open up a location? I don't even yeah. know how you do um, something like that. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, it was, I mean, it was a ton of fun and it, and it still is a lot of fun. It, um, I mean the, the first store, which was really small and a great way to start was really manageable. And then it was, it was sort of maybe a year after that, that the space up came up uh, for rent next door. And so, yeah, we were like, Hey, we definitely need more room. And, and then I had been to Elmont with a friend just to wander around and, um, I don't know. There was something about that town. And I feel like everybody knows there's something about Almont. And I just felt it in my core. I had to be there. And it was, it's funny because my husband was like, he's an engineer. And so he was like, let's go and we'll sit and we'll count people and see, you know, try and figure out you know, all the math. And I was like, yeah, I was like, no, no, I just feel it. I just, we got to be there. And so I kind of put the word out there. Uh, I spoke to Emily Arbor and uh, she owned Blackbird at the time, a little gift shop there. 
and she was kind of a, like, she knows everyone and really well, well connected. And, uh, and then I had kind of, I didn't really hear from her. I had sort of said, look, if you, if you hear of a space, let me know. And anyways, I, it, the, the thought kind of was on pause in my mind. And then I got a call. I was, I remember I was at the store in Merrickville and I got a call from a girl who had a shop in Almont and she was moving to a different location. And she said, I've heard about you and I know your store and we want to sort of control who comes in and takes over our lease uh, so that it's complimentary to the town. And uh, she was like, we think, we think it's you. And so (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy. And so I, I went and I met with her and I saw the space and it was like, yeah, this is, this is perfect. And Almont has been like the most amazing change for me. So shortly after, well, I guess I had both stores for probably three years. And then that was really hard because in the middle of that, I also uh, started another business with a friend of mine called Blondie Apparel. And so we, we, you know, we decided to start that. And so of I had course, this three. You have to throw yeah. another plate up there, right? Totally, yeah. <laughs> Get the pl- all the plates. And so, yeah. So I, we d- like I, we had all of that going on for a few years. And uh, then I, I thought, you know what, I, something has to give. And I decided to let the store in Merrickville go, which was hard, but it was honestly, it was a pretty easy choice between Merrickville and Almont. I was just a better fit for Almont. And by then all of, I was friends with all the girls who own shops there and I knew Blondie had a ton of potential. And so I really wanted to continue working on that. And so at the same time that that happened, space came up behind my existing location in Almont and I was given the opportunity to expand. And so I was like, all the stars are aligning. <laughs> and like, so, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll do it. And so I closed the store in Merrickville. I expanded the store in Almont and then we went full tilt with Blondie Apparel. And so that's sort of where I'm at now. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. So, um, is Blondie, um, so is it mostly just in the storefront or are you more online? Like what, how do you, cause you um, have kind of two different things going on there. Yeah. So Dory's is a full bricks and mortar storefront and web store. And Blondie is a full web store uh, and we wholesale as well across Canada. And we do a ton of um, like shows, like handmade shows, like one of a kind in Toronto and stuff like that. So yeah, <laughs> it's really fun. Yeah, yeah. It's um, is that mostly what you guys do in the summer months is go to shows and things like that? Or um, um, what do you guys do? I mean, this year, because of COVID-19, everything's been canceled. And so that's been really hard. Yeah. Uh, So we've had no shows. So we're really focusing online. Um, But in a typical year, yeah, we would be, we try and take the summers off, uh, like from shows just because it is on the weekend. And uh, so we sort of start to like our, our shows focus on uh, like Christmas, so fall and and our and our line really does too. We it lends itself well to fall and winter and sort of cozy cottage wear. And so, um, yeah. So we usually I think last year we did about thirty shows. Wow. Uh, and it, most of them are concentrated towards Christmas. Wow, that's a lot. How do you how do you do that? That sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of shows, yeah. But we, I mean, we love to um, to like meet the customers, and when we launch new products, we love to like be right there and see how they react. And it's a great way to sort of evolve the line in a way that 
like to make it more of what they what they want if they find you know something fits a little funny or if they wanted something a little bit bigger or smaller it's just a great you know it's it's the best way to like market research almost but like hands-on yeah and it's a great community as well like we're surrounded by makers and entrepreneurs and big thinkers and dreamers so it's awesome That's amazing. Um, you know, I feel like uh, I sort of get that in like our community with the photography world, but it's it's harder. You know, we have with, like wedding shows, but we're literally just trying to get, you know, clients, you know, we're not, <laughs> we don't really have too, too much time to sort of chat with anybody, but I do make my, like the effort to, right? Because yeah. we don't get very many opportunities as entrepreneurs to connect with other people. Right. And even though it's so important, I think for growth and and things like that. So, um, so have you had any kind of challenges? I mean, (laughs) um, or pivots that you've made? I mean, you've talked a little bit about how, you know, things kind of aligned for you. Was there anything that, you know, kind of set you back or made you feel like, oh my goodness, like, yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's, there's definitely challenges for sure. Um, I feel like I'm generally a really positive person. And so, uh, and I think if you can, like, if there's advice for people that are thinking of doing this, it, it's something, and I, I, I just think that what you put out there is what you get. And so my, I honestly feel like my sort of sunny perspective on situations has turned challenges into um, opportunities. Sounds so cliche, but it really has. But I mean, so yeah, I would say I would start that by saying that, you know, if you, if you try and look on the bright side, the challenges are minimal. And so I think that's part of my success. Um, But I, there has been challenges for sure. Like when I had the three businesses, it was too much and I was trying to do it all and it was overwhelming. And so, um, so that was really hard and working my way out of it was really hard. Um, and there has in, in the 15 years that I've been running Dory's there, there has been like a tough period business wise. And that was really hard. It's hard on everything. When you're, uh, like when it's yours and, and it's suffering, everything around you suffers and that's hard. So, yeah, I mean, so true. even yeah. as positive as like you could try, totally. to be, you know, yeah. um, everything suffers because <laughs> it feels like your baby, right? Like it, it feels does. like this yeah. thing that you've grown and nurtured and taken yeah. care of and, you know, blood and sweat has gone into, mm. right? So if anything yeah. is like around you, like I definitely felt that during this pandemic, where yeah. I was like, oh my goodness, like how yes. is this happening to me? Like, why am I so upset about this? Yeah. But it just feels like everything around you is, you know, falling and breaking and you're, you can't stop it, right? So Absolutely. It is hard. Yeah, for sure. And it's sort of, uh, yeah, like you've created it. Yeah, it is. It, I guess it is like a baby. It's just, but um, yeah, so the, I would say those COVID-19 has been a real challenge. Like for Dory's, we're having to shift to online and there's pressure to reopen and, and that's hard. And you're just trying to do what's best for everyone and uh, balance, like balance what's best for your business and what's best for society ultimately. And so that that's hard. Um, but I mean, you work your way through it and I feel like you always come out on the other side as long as you take your time and seek help and talk to people and yeah, are adaptable and you can find your way out of just about anything. Um, I'm curious because I know, I think in our mastermind, perhaps you talked a little bit about 
how you do a lot of like sourcing for things and you know all of that has that have brought any challenges or anything like that like just like any kind of you know behind the scenes challenges when it comes to things like that or yeah it's um if anything it's sort of brought a shift i um like dory's focus was never really um like canadian made uh it was just cool product and it really didn't matter um didn't matter so much where it was from Canadian sort of came secondary. And that's, I think that's a sign of the time. That's like 15 years ago. It wasn't as trendy to be hundred percent Canadian. And so I found that COVID-19, uh, I mean, it's harder to go out and, and source product, but I'm, I'm doing it in other ways and I'm looking for more Canadian and I'm any Canadian suppliers that I have, I'm making a real effort to support them over, you know, over the other ones. And so I've, yeah, like when I'm ordering right now, I'm definitely, I'm like, okay, who's the littlest person that I deal with? And like, I'm giving them my money because it just, I think you can make a little difference. And and so, yeah, that's what we're doing. So what are some highlights uh, in your business? You know, talk to me a little bit about your path. I mean, you know, you've talked to me about some of the things so far, but is there anything that stands out that you won't forget? Um, that's happened to you in your business. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Um, Yeah. Moving to Alma was an absolute highlight. Uh, And I mean that like, so that leads into all kinds of other highlights. I mean, meeting the right people and surrounding yourself in them uh, like people that are not necessarily think the same as you, but are like-minded and can offer advice and are willing to give you advice that that's a highlight for sure. And Alma absolutely offered that to me. Um, Knowing when to shift responsibility is a big highlight. And that moment when I decided that I didn't have to do every Instagram post and every newsletter and all the stuff, I didn't have to do it all, every display, that was huge. And that's hard. It's probably the hardest thing when you own a business and start, have started it yourself, because uh, it, it, it feels like you're letting go. But it, so that, yeah, I would, I would say those two things are probably the biggest highlights for me in the life of Dory's so far. So just, um, so you mean like having somebody kind of take over the reins? Like, uh, is that yeah. what you're talking about? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I would say like, um, yeah, when I, uh, like girls in the store, when they, um, <laughs> I let them do mannequins and so it sounds so small and it's like, well, why wouldn't you let them do mannequins? But when you're an entrepreneur, you're generally pretty controlling. And so to go against all of that, and when you've done it on your own for, you know, 15 years, you're sort of just used to it. So letting them do mannequins, letting them do, do displays, like encouraging them to do it and like uh, social media. So now I have recently hired, well, not recently, it's probably been over a year now, hired a manager for the store. And so letting her do Instagram, you know, every second week and do newsletters, stuff like that, like shift your responsibility and, and, uh, and then it gives you time to, to work on other things and grow and, you know, all that good stuff. That sounds funny. Like you said, like, let her do a mannequin. Like that sounds yeah. like such a, like, who cares? Right. But really like you can think about the things in your business. Like how many times it seems so simple, like ask someone to, I don't know, answer your emails. Like, but I yeah, at yeah. the moment would not want anyone answering <laughs> my emails. Right. But yeah. it's probably like the most simple thing that you could, you know, have yeah. someone else do. Right. For sure. Yeah. Um, do you have any tips for others who might be interested in starting a similar business, like a brick and mortar? I mean, 
obviously times are, are a little bit different right now, but there's also opportunity, right? If people had been saving and, you know, looking to do something like this, there's going to be a lot more availability, I think, yeah. you know, <laughs> sadly. Um, but, you know, was there any tips or things like that that you would share for people in, you know, interested in starting a similar business? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many things and uh, yeah, I think with the whole uh, pandemic um, thing happening, maybe even like there's opportunity for people, but maybe people are rethinking what they're doing with their lives um, and not wanting to sort of sit behind a desk or, you know, they want something a little bit more meaningful. And so they're, yeah, I could see a lot of people thinking of doing it. Um, Yeah. Like definitely do your research. It's, and there's, I mean, there's nothing wrong with asking people um, and uh, asking other businesses. And I mean, they have the opportunity to say no if they don't want to share. And I mean, just be careful what you do ask them because they probably have a lot under their belt, a lot of years of gathering proprietary information. And so just even like go into a bricks and mortar store and be like, Hey, like I'm thinking of doing this. Like, what do you think? Like, what are your thoughts? And like, are you, you know, there's nothing wrong with asking. So do your research for sure. Um, Yeah, I would build your business from the very beginning with the goal of stepping back. Um, It's a good one. I I think it's just important if you can get that in your head from the beginning, then it'll be harder when, or it'd be easier, sorry, (laughs) when you, uh, when you actually want to step back and that, that probably will happen. Like if you get, you know, 15 years into it, uh, you'll want to sort of just, you know, just take a little breather from it and and watch someone else kind of do stuff with it. And so, yeah, I would, I would definitely do that. Um, and, and similarly, an exit strategy is a good idea. Uh, I did, I learned that from my parents for sure, among other things, but, uh, have like a plan and, um, like a business plan is a great idea. I mean, for Blondie, we've hired a uh, coach, um, and he's been amazing for us. Uh, and it just, you don't necessarily have to stick to the plan. It just, it gives you some structure and it gives you some goals and they're in writing and it, it just makes life easier. Uh, and yeah, so the extra strategy would be obviously be at the end of that. And that's, it's a good, good thing to have. Um, the last thing I guess would be like to seek help from experts and uh, like kind of research the person that you're asking because um, there's a lot of experts or, or so-called experts out there. Just be sure you, you know who you're talking to and, and for sure go and, and talk to people. Um, yeah. Um, like, yeah. do you, um, I'm curious, have you had people come to you? Like, do you have people that come and ask you questions and you're like, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. of course, you know, like I, I do, I do love to chat with people and stuff like that. And I'm happy to share as much as I can, but in your case, like it must be a little bit harder, right? Cause you're looking at like, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of moving pieces in your business. I would, I would assume anyways. Yeah, there is a lot. And I think sometimes like you have to, um, I do get asked, uh, I wouldn't say often, but I do get asked enough, um, that I sort of have you know, I know what I want to say. Um, it's, it's annoying when someone asks you and they haven't done any research um, because uh, like I, I could be a consultant and get paid to help people do this. But, you know, so free advice is you have to be careful how you ask for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I just would tell people not to like, not to ask 
um, really specific things about, you know, things that <laughs> have a hard time articulating it, but like proprietary things like that they should just do their research on. Um, just general questions is a good way to start and you never know where that can lead. Um, yeah. Do you find that people um, are a bit naive, like in that sense, you know, like, cause I, I just even thinking about it and like, if we went and had coffee, I might just like sit there and be like, so what do you, you know, like, what's your, how do you know, what's your revenue? Or like, you know, I might just <laughs> yes. like say that and, but not even thinking like, oh, well maybe like that's a little bit too hard for somebody to discuss, you know? So like, I feel like sometimes when people ask you stuff, like it's almost from a, a, a part, a part, like they just don't know, you know? And I guess what you're saying is they should, they should research a little bit more, before they and almost take it seriously because your time is valuable I think that's yeah. where you're going with it so that's totally yeah I feel like you did a way better job articulating <laughs> that than me but that's okay <laughs> because I just I think like I'm a just very upfront I just ask you know and I don't really consider I'm just like well you know if you ask me I would tell you right like so it I, yeah you know it's hard sometimes to see like be on the other foot sometimes I think that's it and I think if someone can just keep in mind that um like with all the expertise comes a ton of struggle. And so sometimes that's hard to just give out freely because, um, you know, you've, you've literally cried over it and, you know, like you've agonized through it. And so you, you almost feel like, and, and honestly, it's, it's those moments that make you a stronger business person. And so really someone should, should really go through that stuff and not, you know, not completely avoid it. I mean, I'm happy to, especially as it gets later in my, in my career, I feel like I'm, I'm less uh, concerned about sort of sharing things, which is a better way to be. And I think that's maybe like a product of, um, like when I opened Dory's, it was really, really unique. Um, and now there's, there are more and more um, shops sort of similar opening, which is great. I mean, every town should have one, but back like when I was just getting Dory's off the ground and this kind of started, it, it was hard and you're seeing, you know, you're seeing sort of duplication and stuff, which is hard to see, yeah. but over the course of it all, you kind of come to terms with that and, you know, you just have faith in what you're doing. And so, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Um, so I always leave this as a broad question. I say favorite tools that make your life easier and I have some people that go to apps. I have some people that go to like literally like, you know, Excel stuff or <laughs> programs. Um, but is there any tools, you know, that kind of make your life easier or have like been like a game changer for you in your business? Yeah. I mean, I, friends in the business is definitely, I would say that's my top, like, and I, I mean, yeah, they, I, I would say my friends that, that, are, that have stores as well or businesses as well um, and we can have conversations about it is probably my favorite tool. Um, yeah, because what I don't know, they probably know and vice versa. I, love that. I really yeah. love that. <laughs> <laughs> and like, like if I had to choose an app, it would probably be Planoly. Um, just as far as scheduling and stuff, it makes so much sense and it saves you so much, uh, you know, of that pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe just experts, like, uh, you know, have a good bookkeeper and have, uh, like, good marketing help and, you know, just find people. If you're not 100% confident in your marketing skills, find someone who you do have confidence in. Mm -hmm. okay. 
I really love that though. The idea that your favorite tool is your community and that you're like, do you, so I'm curious, mm -hmm. would you say that all of, or most of your friends own their own business or are an entrepreneur? Um, no, I wouldn't say I like, I think what happens is you have um, like groups of friends. And so I have a group of friends that are shop owners, um, mostly in Elmont, but some farther reaching. And then I have friends that, you know, are working for the government and doing whatever, uh, doing their own thing. And so it's <laughs> yeah. just, yeah, I think it becomes like a separate, a separate group. Because if I started talking to all my, you know, my regular friends about being an entrepreneur, they'd all be like, what are you they <laughs> language are you speaking right, right now exactly <laughs> are you talking about instagram scheduling <laughs> yeah <laughs> we just scroll <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it um awesome i really like that i think i'm gonna take that away like you know as that's a tool i think having a community having people that you can really you know because i would never have found that as a tool or as a yeah. you know something that I would use yeah. so um how can people find you I, I you know we always leave this to the end but how can people <laughs> find you how do they follow you how do yeah. they buy from you I want to know <laughs> <laughs> okay so for Dory's it's uh our website is dories.ca and it's d-o-r-e-e-s.ca um and we are on Instagram it's Dory's Habit. Uh, we're also on Facebook and all our contact is on there and Blondie Apparel is blondieapparel.com and we are on Instagram under that as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on here today. It was such a blast. I love the story. I love the true entrepreneurship that, you know, <laughs> this path that you've been on and um, I really appreciate you sharing all of this with us of today course. and uh, I wish you guys all the best, especially through the current situation. So. Yes, <laughs> to you as well. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye. I'm over here about to do a happy dance because you just finished another episode of my podcast, Path to Business where we get to hear amazing stories of how wonderful people got started and hopefully one day we'll be able to share yours too. If you want more info, head on over to our show notes page where you'll find all the latest info about this episode and links to the guests on the show. You can also find the latest discount codes or freebies I've put together just for you. Also, I wanted to personally invite you to my private Facebook group where you can meet other like-minded entrepreneurs like yourself who are making waves in their business and want to help and inspire others to dream big. The links are waiting for you, so head on over to grayloftstudio.ca slash path to business.